approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve, guys. We are finally uh, into this NFL season here tonight. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions are playing. We're getting fantasy. We're getting actual scores on all these fantasy lineups that we've talked about all season long. It is finally time, guys. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, it's week one. It's start and sit or sleepers or bust, whatever we like to call it here. We got a lot of things going on. So let's introduce the crew. Uh, Coach Jibs is joining us from his car at the moment. Coach Jibs, what's going on, brother? <laughs> That's dedication right there, brother. I'm so fired up for Thursday night football, man. I can't wait to do this with you guys. Yes, absolutely. And of course, we have Coach John. What's going on, John? Nothing much. Just blessed to be with the boys. Uh, football finally matters. Um, and I'm panicking with all my lineups, but it's this. I love this time of year. This is the best. Yes, it definitely is. Unfortunately, we got some crazy injury news to start off this past week and a half now, and it's been so much fun. Uh, but yeah, it's it's about time. You know, we're really excited for tonight's game. We're hoping for a lot of good things. So Again, on our Thursday night shows, guys, we're going to be talking a lot of sleeper potential, bus potential, and we'll talk about some other players that might fall in between that might be, well, it's kind of like kind of in the middle between you want to start them and you don't want to start them kind of situation. So we'll kind of go through a bunch of cool things like that. If you have fantasy questions throughout the offseason, please don't please feel free to hit us up, either join our live show or send us a, you know, a message over on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. Um, so we can help you guys out. So we'll be up uh, doing a lot of fun things this year. So if, let's get into some fantasy talk here. So obviously we have the news. Obviously we already know that Cooper Cup is out week one, so he cannot be a bust for our fantasy lineups. Uh, there's potential that he could go on IR. Unfortunately, we can't tell you not to draft him now uh, overall because that time has come and gone. Unless you're drafting tonight, and if you're listening live, do not draft him, obviously. Uh, at least not in the first two rounds, personal opinion. Maybe even first three rounds. But, uh, yeah, he is out for week one, and there's potential for IR. And, of course, Travis Kelsey hyper-extended his knee and apparently bone bruise, but he is questionable for tonight, and he has not been declared out yet. I really think he might. Um uh, any of you guys want to take a quick spin at this? I mean, there's really not much to mention. It's week one. We haven't even had the season yet, but if there's anything you guys want to express your feelings about, I'll let you guys have the floor. Um, so I'll say to the Cooper Cup news, um, you know, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, if for some reason you're drafting today or right now, like I wouldn't touch him in the first three rounds. I think there's a real chance he's probably missing multiple weeks. So that stinks. Um, but I was in a draft two two days ago and i got van jefferson in the 14th round and it's like okay yeah sure like this guy could easily walk into 120 plus targets thousand yards eight touchdowns and you're getting them for free so you know if he's on your waiver wire if you know you are drafting today just take a stab at van jefferson i mean he he does have an 800 yard season under his belt when he was you know 
think his second year in the league. And then last year kind of battled through injuries, but he's healthy. The Rams love him. And he looks like he's in line for a big workload while Cooper cup is out. And then Travis Kelsey is just stinks. It's is what it is. It's a knee injury. You can't predict them. They just happen. And it sucks that it happens to a guy that you take in the first round and you expect to be a bona fide superstar all season. But I think the smart play for Kansas city would be to sit Travis this week and then you keep him healthy for the whole season. But who knows uh, he, if he wants to play Kansas city's not going to sit him out. So it's, I think it's up to Travis. Yeah. Jibs, anything you want to mention? Uh, it's unfortunate for both players. Um, I unfortunately have, fortunately I only have one share of Cooper cup. I have nothing of Travis Kelsey, but I hope both of the teams probably taken along slowly. Because we'd rather have him for the long run. Obviously, um, Kansas City has championship aspirations. The Rams are kind of looking like a dumpster fire day by day. But um, <laughs> it is what it is. I I hope uh, Cooper Cup goes on IR. I think like after the IR thing, he'll come back good to go. Um, I don't know. Would that be six games or can he do the short term four games still? Uh, I think he can still do four games. I think they that. still have until basically kickoff on Sunday to to put him on the short term four game IR. Yeah. I believe. I, I think and maybe kickoff today. I don't know. I, I know it, I think it's Saturday. I think it's Saturday or Sunday. Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So before week one kicks off, you can do it. Uh but then once week one kicks off, then they can obviously. Right. 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 But uh yeah, I mean definitely terrible news on both ends here. Uh we're definitely gonna mention some players you could substitute for these guys tonight in terms of our sleepers. Uh, for both the wide receivers and tight ends, uh, like John already mentioned, Van Jefferson should be considered a pickup now if he probably was on draft in a lot of leagues. Uh, Puka Anuka, uh, rookie wide receiver from the Rams, also an interesting factor you might want to consider picking up now. Uh, you know, it definitely he could have some appeal, especially if Cooper Cup is out for extended period of time. Obviously, Noah Gray as the backup to Travis Kelsey, but by the time you might hear this, it might be too late for that. But Tyler Higby and some of the other sleeper tight ends we might have for you that could be worth picking up uh, that might be able to help you out this week. So, but hopefully we don't hear any more news on Monday show about injuries. So we'll have yes, to hope and pray. So, but uh, let's get into our main topic today. Like I said, guys, we are talking sleepers, starters, bus breakout, not breakouts, sleepers, sits, things like that guys today on today's show. And I changed the PowerPoint a little differently. So you have a few a full access of what our positions are each one is. So we're going to start here from the top and we're going to start with quarterback bus, key quarterback bus for week one. Obviously there's not too often you want to sit as an elite quarterback. Obviously, you know, we're, we're talking about one today, but most times in a one quarterback league, you might not want to, but you might've also drafted somebody that may be worth starting anyway. So uh, coach Sean, I'll let you go first. Uh, you had Deshaun Watson. Tell us why Deshaun Watson is a bus today. So, uh, you know, I was kind of anyone who's been listening to the show all off season. I've been kind of off to Sean Watson. I just think, you know, especially early in the season, it, it we we saw how bad he played when he came back. You know, I understand he's got a full off season to figure things out. I just think it is still a a very much a momentum and sort of rhythm position when you're quarterback. And so week one getting thrown into live action, I think I think he's still going to have a little bit of struggles. And then the Bengals is a tough matchup. I mean, the Bengals have the third last year. Again, this is tough to do these types of analysis week one because we don't have data yet. But last year, the Bengals were the third toughest quarterback matchup. So I think there will be, I mean, 
look, if you have Amari Cooper, you have to start him. If you have Nick Chubb, you have to start him. But that's kind of the end of the list for for Cleveland Browns players that I'm like comfortable throwing in the lineup. You know, David and Joku, if you want to take a super late stab at a tight end. But I just think that, you know, the Browns are one of those teams that, you know, we, we always have these surprises every season where, you know, team comes out of nowhere and does really well. And then a team that we expect to do well stinks. And it's like, to me, I just have this gut feeling after what I saw last season, kind of no real excitement around Deshaun Watson this off season. I just feel like the Cleveland Browns might just struggle again offensively. And, you know, it won't be this prolific top five quarterback season that, you know, people were sort of hoping and clamoring for. I just think Deshaun Watson, you know, if he finishes the year at quarterback 11 to 14, I think that's probably realistic and fine. And, you know, not going to do real well, but in bad matchups, he'll be a really tough start. And I think this week one is just a bad matchup. So I- I'm avoiding him. Um, luckily he wasn't super highly drafted. Um, but I think a lot of people were drafting him with the hopes that they got this late round steal. I just don't know if today's, you know, week one is the week that you kind of roll him out and swing for the fence. No, I respect the concerns with him overall. I think he's still an okay play. It's not a great play, but I think it's okay. Uh, he did throw up 300 yards and a touchdown last time they played last year. So it'll wait to see, but you're right. It's, it's definitely not the easiest matchup, John. So coach Jibs, you have Josh Allen, the big Josh Allen here, obviously a top four ranked quarterback this week here. Why like do you have concerns call. about Josh Allen? Are you there, Jibs? <laughs> Well, well Jeff, Jeff is not there. <laughs> Listen, the call on Josh Allen's a great call. I do like okay. it. There he is. He's so here. I just, I just figured out I can't look at my doc and do it at the same time. But um, basically, uh, for um, Josh Allen, like I have him in three fantasy leagues, so I'm starting him every one. But um, I'm just kind of iffy on him being like the top four quarterback this week. Like his, his last couple games versus the Jets, albeit like his shoulder was injured in the, like, the last one. But the last three games, he's basically averaging less than 200 yards pass and uh, one and a half or one and a third touchdown a game. And that's not really like the Josh Allen that we're getting. That's not the Josh Allen that you're looking at your fantasy app showing the 22-point projection. So, like, I think, like, he's probably, like, say, like, the four. I think the last four games, he's averaged two touchdowns and 225 yards. Like, that's looking like an 18-point game. And the Jets' defense is good. They made improvements. Uh, they brought back a lot of talent. I'm just... Oh, he lost chips. <laughs> <laughs> He's being a bust this week. I like not it. Yeah, I like it. yeah it's, it's, it's definitely understandable. Allen has not played well against the Jets overall. The only thing is that he has been able to run against them. And he's also had rushing touchdowns, but we obviously can't you know, assume that rushing touchdowns are going to happen for a quarterback every single week. So it's definitely a good call. It's hard to sit him. I don't know if I would sit him, but you should definitely lower your expectation overall. So. Don't sit him. Yeah. yeah, don't sit him, but I agree. Ooh, I don't think Travis this is Kelsey. the week. I don't think this is the out. week where he goes for four. Oh, What's up? no. Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey has been rolled out. Yep. Uh, all right. Figured. Uh, we got to get the show done so I can check my 30,000 teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a lot yeah, I think take a break. Yeah, we're gonna take a ten minute break, guys. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ten. So, uh, I can only get through five leagues in ten minutes. Good call, um, yo. Good call. Good call. 
so for my quarterback bust this week, uh, I'm going to rock with Daniel Jones. Uh, again, you guys already know I wasn't a big Daniel Jones fan in the offseason. But in the general sense, against the Cowboys, he's averaged about 200 yards per game. Um, last year, he was under 250 yards both games. Uh, just one throwing touchdown last year. Uh, yes, Daniel Jones has upgraded weapons overall, but I still don't trust him. I, you know, I, yes, the rushing floor is great, and he's going to need that if he's going to succeed in this game. But the Cowboys' defense is one of the top five defense. I think P- Pro Football Focus has rated them the best defense in football this year. Uh, so I'm not really trying to sell Daniel Jones, who apparently is going to do more with the ball this year. He was doing good using the ball less last year. I'm very concerned about that. He hasn't been a good guy against the Cowboys in his career. Uh, Monday, uh, Sunday night football. I, I'm completely looking a different direction rather than go after Daniel Jones for week one. So not a fan of that. All right. So let's get over to some quarterback sleepers starts that you want, want to make that are down the boards. We got quarterbacks at quarterback 19, 21 and 17. John, you have Jordan Love as your quarterback sleeper this week. Tell us why. Um, so this one was, um, I handed this. I handed this into before I really delve deep into the uh, injury information on Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. But it looks like Christian Watson's probably going to play, um, so I feel a little bit better still with this call. Um, one of my early season stats that I really like to look at because we don't really have data on these defenses yet is um, points based on league average adjusted points. So basically, what it's saying is what this position does against other teams what does this team then allow this player to do so they have they allowed the bears allowed 9.5 percent more points to the quarterback position than expected league average so basically what they're saying is they're just not good against quarterback play and and uh, makes sense because i don't think the the bears secondary is anything spectacular and and jordan love look say what you want about him you know he was buried behind aaron Rodgers, but Green Bay Packers obviously believe in him, obviously keep him around. They didn't draft another quarterback for the past three seasons. They let a Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer go, and our, everyone in that organization is giving Jordan Love nothing but praise and compliments. I think that they really believe Jordan Love is a very good, competent NFL quarterback. And with the weapons that, you know, Christian Watson can take one to the house at any time. You know, Aaron Jones is still pretty electric and and – you know, Jordan Love can can he's not a rusher like a Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, but he can scramble and get the yards with his legs. I, I think Jordan Love is going to be a surprise this year um, and the Packers in general. I mean, uh, Luke Musgrave's looking good. So I just think that there is some optimism there and, and you know, a lot of, a, a, you know, a lot, not a lot of hype yet around Jordan Love. But by week three, week four, I, I think we could be having a conversation of Jordan Love, you know, as a weekly streaming option weekly starter i mean it's very realistic in my mind so i I think he's in a good spot against the bears um if christian watson doesn't play for some reason then it's a lot tougher um but everything seems like wheels up so i'm still comfortable with jordan love um in you know two quarterback format for sure um, one quarterback format, if you're real, like if you, if you took a stab at like Anthony Richardson or, you know, you know, maybe you have Anthony Richardson and Jordan love or something, I don't know. Right. And you don't really want to start a rookie. You could throw Jordan love in there. Or I just like, him. I, I think he's going to be a strong play this week and he'll, you know, have probably, I mean, he'll, I, I could easily see him putting up, you know, 200 and a score or two and having over 20 points, which is, 
at quarterback 21, there's not much else you can really ask for. Yeah, I can't I can't change Travis Kelsey out of my lineup yet. He's not out yet exactly on, on, on my ass. <laughs> I, I play the IR spot with my injuries very well. So Smart. But, yes, John, you're co- completely right. There's definitely potential for week one. Obviously, we know the, pack, the Bra- Packers. We know that the ba- Bears have not been great against Packers quarterbacks over their careers, as we all know. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Love, the the wide receiver is going to be a key factor. Uh, I don't think Christian Watson practiced today, um, but again, it's still up in the air if he's going to play on Sunday. If he's out and then maybe Romeo Dobbs out, I probably wouldn't start him in a two QB league, but if one of them plays, I'd be confident enough as my QB two. He should be in for a pretty decent outing overall. So uh, Coach Jibs is back. Perfect timing, Coach Jibs. Uh, you had Russell Wilson quarterback 17 tell us why you have russell wilson as a sleeper this week uh i like the setup actually and i'm down for us to ride out with them again um obviously fantasy managers need to ask themselves whether 2022 was a mirage or the real deal but the one thing i do know uh the raiders defense last year is literally dog water and i think if you look at the vegas uh uh i guess the lines they have a applied team total of 23 and a half points i think uh with the running setup sean payton has a lot of things to prove i think russell wilson is going to get off to a good start enough to kind of squeak in for like a low end qb one finish yeah i i think that's a good play there honestly you know he, he played decently well last year averaging over 240 yards against the raiders last year Raiders did give up the fifth most fantasy points to fantasy quarterbacks. So, I mean, we're hoping that Sean Payton can, can get Russell Wilson off on the right foot early on. So, I like that. Uh, my quarterback sleeper this week is Sam Howell, guys, versus the Arizona Cardinals, currently quarterback 19 on the week. Uh, what's there to say? You know I've been loving Sam Howell all offseason here. He's got a perfect matchup. The Cardinals with a bottom 10 versus fantasy quarterbacks last year. They are a complete rebuild team this year. They are They gutted everything down. And I, I expect this to be a game where Sam Howell comes out and can light things up. Uh, he's got the weapons. It seems like Terry McLaurin is going to be good to go come Sunday. So that was slightly a concern for me, but he seems ready to go. Uh, again, the, the expectation of a breakout season from Sam Howell, I'm going to ride this out in week one. He's definitely a pretty solid QB two in super flex leagues. I, I don't know if I would start him in a one QB league. Uh, I would consider it if you're really looking for some upside play because of the matchup is so juicy. Uh, but he should be a pretty solid high-end QB2 for you in week one. So I do love me some Sam Howell. All right, so rapid-fire talk here real quick. Tell me, start or sit, Anthony Richardson. I would I'd take a stab at Anthony Richardson this week. I don't, I don't fear Jacksonville's defense. If you're looking for upside, I'd like it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take um, a stab, too. They're playing at home. Yeah. Yeah. The home team always wins against these teams, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, fun stat. Uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Buffalo. They're home. Aaron Rodgers' first game as a Jet. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I would sit. I am on the same page with you, too, John. I'm good. Off. Good. I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, Rodgers. Derek Carr versus Titans at home for Derek Carr. Start a sit. Mm-hmm. I'm starting Derek Carr. If I, I mean, I think, I think if you. Again, if you have to, I, I don't hate the start, but I just don't f- see a ton of upside with Derek Carr at all this season. Just so, I mean, I think he's, he's, though. 
I like Grizzle. Yeah, Grizzle Lobby is great, but I mean, Grizzle Lobby could go for one forty and two, and it's, Derek Carr could finish for two hundred and two, and still have, like I'd be like, all right, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. He's a good um, sleeper, so yeah, I think he's okay, but I, I don't, I don't know if Tennessee really has the weapon read. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. Like Saints and like Saints Titans to me is that's that stinks of like a twenty one to seventeen right, game. Right, right, right. I like him as a sleeper. Um, right. I don't. They just have Jamal Williams there, so they're going to have to lean on the pass this week. I respect it. Uh, Baker Mayfield versus the Vikings. Vikings defense last year in the secondary was terrible. Any um, sleeper appeal? Two QB league is your QB two. Would you take Maker? Yes yeah, no? I've it. been coming around on Baker Mayfield in two quarterback leagues. I really have. I'd start. I, you can give up quarterback league. You can give up next to nothing to trade for him, or if you draft him, you draft him with your last pick. And yeah. I think he's going to be serviceable for 2023 at least. He's going to get you, you know, it, 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 like Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr to me for the season are like the same guy. There's not much difference. <laughs> Jibs? I'm still off it. How far right. high do you think he finishes this week? Well, now I finish. You think he finished with 18 to 20 yards, so I don't hate it. No, the QB finish. Like, oh, I mean, I think I could see I could see 18, 19 potential, mm-hmm. honestly. So we'll see. All right, before we get going, we have a question in the chat from Smokey the Cat again. Smokey, what's going on, brother? Smokey! Uh, PPR Flex League, Josh Jacobs, Drake London, Jahan Dotson, or Jameer Gibbs. I'm assuming that's Gibbs. Uh, definitely, ooh, yeah, that's kind of um, tough. That is tough. Oh. Uh, because Gibbs seems yeah. like an automatic play because of PPR, but I, I think I might just go Drake. Uh, I might go Josh Jacobs as a safe play, to be honest. He's going to be Josh. good. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. What stinks is I wish Josh Jacobs didn't just show up to training camp like four days ago. I wish sure it was like, I wish he was, there. you know, it would make it so much easier. But I agree. I think Josh Jacobs is probably the pick. That's probably who you, who you play. I do like London, and we'll talk about Dotson in a bit, but I, I just think. Jacobs is just, I mean, he just came off an absolute monster of a season. I just have a, you, you got to kind of play that and hope, hope it hits. I don't, I don't trust a rookie Jameer Gibbs on week one against Kansas city on Thursday night. Like I, I love Gibbs. I just don't know if I was the script is there for him to succeed, but I get it. So I, get I just it. don't know in week one, it takes a lot of stones to play him over Josh Jacobs. I, I don't know if I have that. Right. Jibs. I'm going Jacobs as well, even I though I think uh, Jameer Gibbs could have, like, that Kareem Hunt game. Like He could. He could. If you want to take that risky upside, Smokey, <laughs> I don't hate it, honestly. But if you want, like, I think reliable, safe play, it's Jacobs. But All right. Uh, over to the running backs here now. We're key RB bust this week. Um, John, you have Ramondre Stevenson, your boy from the Patriots. Why yeah. is he a bust at uh, RB13? I just think that um, the Philadelphia offense and the Philadelphia front seven is going to really get to the Patriots. I just think that it's going to be a, a tough sled. Um, you know, when when you have Mac Jones and minimal sort of explosive options at wide receiver, you can really stack the box and focus on Ramondre Stevenson. And I think that's going to kind of be the game plan to stop the Patriots all season. And Philly is designed and built to do that. Like their their front seven's great. Like they're they're just gonna stuff Ramondre. So I'm not saying you don't start him. I'm just saying I wouldn't think that you're gonna have this big, you know, hundred plus yards multi touchdown week. I think you have to play him because of where you drafted him and guaranteed volume and all that stuff. But 
you know, it's one of those games where you hope he falls in the end zone and he saves you the week. Otherwise, it's going to be, you know, 18 for 60 yards and no score. It's like, eh, okay. But I just get – I just have a feeling that, that we this is not the week to get the blow-up Ramondre game, in, in my opinion. Jibs, you have Najee Harris as your RB bust. Well, tell us why. Uh, it, it's going to be hard to find a replacement option given the draft capital used on him, but um, I'm just not a fan of Najee Harris this week versus San Francisco. They've been an elite fancy defense over the past years against quarterbacks, running backs, and tight ends. Uh, last year, the 49ers gave up uh, basically the average 18 rushing attempts, 60 yards, and um, five receptions for 32 yards receiving. And they had posted uh, seven touchdowns against them last year, which is, I think, tied for the third fewest with a couple teams and the fact that you've got Nick Bosa back they have Javon Hargrave on the defensive line I'm just not liking the setup for him especially if he concedes work to uh some work to Jalen Warren so I think it's kind of fool's gold this week but definitely hold on to him because it'll get better no I like it definitely a tough one for sure uh Miles Sanders uh First, Atlanta Falcons, obviously RB18 this week. I have him as a bust. And the main reason is that he is coming off an injury right now. Uh, he is dealing with a groin injury right now. I don't know how severe that's going to be for week one for him, if they're going to lighten his load slightly uh, in this matchup here. I know Atlanta on paper seems like a tough, like a, seems like an easy matchup. Uh, but they have gotten some pieces on that defensive front, especially Clayus Campbell. I think he could make a difference on this defense here. And I, and I think this could be a game where, where the Falcons are actually ahead and Miles Sanders, we've known not to be a real PPR or not pass catching machine here. Uh, and I think it could be a game where Miles Sanders kind of falls through the cracks a little bit and just kind of underperforms what, what he's giving you this weekend. He's giving you, they're saying RB, you know, low in RB two. And I see, I could see potentially him falling into the RB three range for week one. So, but we'll talk about him again in a little bit. In a positive <laughs> note. All right. Uh, we have a question from Albert thoughts on Javante Williams this week. Uh, pretty clear and simple, Albert. I, I think he's flex worthy. Uh, I think he'll split time with Samaji P. Ryan. I don't ex- don't expect the world out of him, but I think he'll probably see close to 10, 12 touches in this game. Could give you enough to give you a flex play, especially in PPR leagues, especially with the pass catching work we saw him have in the preseason and last year. So he's okay. Flex option. Mm-hmm. RB3. Mm-hmm. You guys agree? Yep, yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally not agree. Not too high on him. Yeah, yeah, definitely not too high on him. Yeah, so. I think people are kind of forgetting he just because he missed pup and he didn't go on IR and all, he is still coming off a major injury. Like it's right. not going to be this. Like it's like he avoided the best case scenario, but I mean, it, it still might be a slow couple weeks to get started. But I still feel comfortable starting him. But you know, you're hoping. Right. The idea that you drafted him and that he's just going to out of the box be great is I don't know where that came from over the past month. Right, right. All right. Uh, so we have some RB sleepers here now for week one. Uh, we have RB43, RB18, RB24. And, John, you had Miles Sanders, obviously, is a positive right there. <laughs> I did have Miles Sanders. Uh, so go ahead. I mean, go ahead and inspire the people. No, so I do understand, um, you know, the, the trepidation with, you know, the injury concern and all that. But, you know, I – it's he was at practice today. He seems like he's going to be a full go. So I'm confident that Miles Sanders is going to play this weekend. Obviously, if something information comes up, then this changes everything. But um, 
it, again, if week one's tough because you have to kind of look back at old data to predict the future, which is difficult. But Atlanta didn't really do anything to help their defense this offseason. They didn't really draft anybody. They didn't really add That's any to play. Yeah, okay. But it, it's not like he's a major – like, It's not like a major, major overhaul on a defense that was horrendous last year. So, it, you know, last year – let me just give you a few of the last – you know, last couple rushing yardages. These are just rushing yardages that oh, Atlanta gave up. 231, 125, 132, 174. I mean, they just, they, they just give up 100-yard games all like easily. So, you know, I think Miles Sanders and the fact that, you know, you might not have DJ Chark, you, you might not have Adam Thielen. I mean, look, Miles Sanders could easily walk into a role week one where he's getting 18 to 20 carries and five or six targets. And it's like, that's a lot of volume. So I, I think that I just think that there is a world where Miles Sanders, you know, uh, just gets a lot. Bryce Young's first game, like they're not going to unload the whole playbook on him. Like it just could be to me. And again, I think Carolina has enough to handle Atlanta. So I don't know. I just think that Miles Sanders is set up in week one to to be a pretty good play. And and again, I I liked Miles Sanders this whole offseason. I liked sort of the setup he had. We just watched Deontay Foreman and, and Chuba Hubbard have great you know games behind that offensive line in Carolina. Miles Sanders, I don't care what you think about him, he is better than both of those players. So I just think that Miles Sanders is getting disrespected because he had a tough kind of run with the Eagles, but He's a really good running back. He's dynamic, and he's now on a team that it wants to use him 100%. So right. I, I like Miles Sanders. I think that there's, um, you know, I, I don't know if he's got the same sort of pop and upside that he used to have, but I still think he could easily finish the week as a top 12 guy and finish the season as a top 15 guy. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like Miles Sanders a lot. I respect it. Uh, Jibs, you have Jamal Williams as your RB sleeper this week. Why? Uh, I know his matchup is going to be tough versus the Titans this week. Uh, the defense last year allowed the third fewest points to running backs. And fortunately for Jamal Williams, he'll be getting a lion's share of carries with Kendra Miller ailing hamstrings, still not being able to practice, Alvin Kamara being suspended. So the only person there to stop him would be Taysom Hill. So I hope he stays away. <laughs> But um, the Titans' secondary is god-awful. So I think they'll be able to um, throw deep and get our boy Chris Olave going and obviously use Jamal Williams in short yardage areas. Um, I think they average 62 – running backs average 62 yards rushing and 35 yards receiving. So it's like nine points, maybe ten points there. So it's not bad for a flex option. But I'm hopeful that he does get a touchdown because he's just a touchdown magnet and everyone loves Jamal Williams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really hoping Kendry Miller doesn't play because that will make me yeah, feel better about Jamal Williams. Uh, my pick here is Gus Edwards here, a guy who was a little bit lower down, but a guy that I think could end up being a surprise sleeper for you in this matchup here. Obviously, we know J.K. Dobbins is a starter for the Ravens here. And again, he's coming back off another injury season as well. I mean, I don't know if they're going to just give J.K. Dobbins this giant workload. I, I think they still break it up a little bit. Jake, I mean, Dobbins has never had more than 18 touches in a game in his career. 
Uh, Gus Edwards is going to be somewhat involved in this offense here. You know, they had a pretty decent 14 to 11 split last year uh, when they were both on the field late in the season here. And this Tex- Texans team, even with Will Anderson on there, it's still a bad run defense. And I expect uh, Gus Edwards to give you and actually finish as a potential RB3 flex option for you in, in week one. And, and definitely going to be a surprise because he is lower down on boards. But I do like his project- project- projection in week one. So. All right. Uh, rapid fire talk here. Ken Walker, starter set. First round. Start. Start for sure. Start. Start. Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, Gibson starts first the Cardinals. Um, I, I you know what? To be honest with you, I probably won't. It's the lowest scoring game on the on the on the week. The over under is barely thirty eight points, and I think both Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson are the kind of running backs that you need you need him to get in the end zone for it to be worth it. Hmm. Uh, I'll probably want to lean on Brian Robinson if I have to, but given the fact that you're pretty much drafted him like in round 10 and I just don't, or maybe round nine, I don't think you have to use him. So I'm definitely yeah. going to sit both. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to sell him if I don't have to, but if I had to pick one it'd definitely be Brian Robinson based on the game script that's going to happen on Sunday. So uh, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook versus the Bills. Uh, you starting these guys? Flex options? No. Yep. Yep. I'll flex yeah, I would. both of them. I'd flex both of them and hope for the best. <laughs> flex yeah. both and hope for the best. So yeah. Uh, yeah. We just talked about Javante Williams. Actually, uh, Tomasi P. Ryan. Are you obviously starting him. I don't know about. Yeah, I mean, I guess you kind of have to under the assumption that Javante is not going to get all of the work, but. I've just never been the biggest Samaje Pirine sort of endorser. He's just, uh, you know, in terms of fantasy, I mean, he's a good NFL running back, but in terms of fantasy, he's like, you know, he's okay. He's mm-hmm. not, he's like, it's, you know, no one's, when has Samaje Pirine ever had like a monster week? Like he just doesn't, you not know, he's sure. just a, <laughs> I think one day maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I just have a feeling like Samaje is fine, but Mike, I want my flex guys to have a, like, it's the same with kind of Brian Robinson. Like I want my flex guys to have a little bit more pop, like a little bit more upside. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll flex them if I, if, if you need, need a person to flex this week, the Ra- Ra- Raiders were bad. So yeah, the Raiders were bad. I still can't put Kelsey on my IR. This is annoying. Come on, sleep. All right. All right. Uh, Super has another question real quick here. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. Uh, DK Sutton or Drake London at the flex this week? Ooh. Uh, I'm going Sutton, and I got a run, boys. All, All right. right. See you, buddy. Wow. wow. Hot take and a run. That's a, that's a good one. I'm going to um, stick to Metcalf here. So. I would stick with Metcalf as well. Yeah, I would yeah. take. Even I in PPR, yeah. I'd leave Metcalf in. The Rams are a terrible secondary, even yeah. worse now without uh, Jalen Ramsey. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, key wide receiver bust for week one here. John, you had DJ Moore. I'm surprised. But why do you have DJ Moore as a bust this week? Um, so DJ Moore again is another one and he's not known for, um, sort of touchdowns. Like he's just, that's not his MO. Um, but the, the Packers secondary was actually pretty good against wide receivers last year, only allowing 12 touchdowns through the air. So I don't know if, again, if you're going to bet on a week where DJ Moore scores, I just don't know if this is the week. And so, you know, I could see DJ Moore having a fine game, having a good outing for the first time with, with, you know, um, Justin Fields and the Bears, but he's not a huge yardage guy. So it'll, you know, a good game for him will be 12 for 
85 right you know like it's like okay that's good but it's not like if he doesn't get in the end zone it's not a a great week for you so I just think DJ that's why I'm you know again I'm I'm not clamoring to put him in my lineup like I would take a stab at um you know of some of these even Drake London we have ranked a little lower you know some I would take a stab at someone who might really um you know put some juice in your lineup I just think DJ Moore week one um you know, again, a 10 to 12 point, you know, 15 point game, fine, good, not going to kill you, but nah. um, not exactly like going to light the world on fire. I respect it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not really banking on touchdowns for DJ Moore ever. He's never been a touchdown guy. Uh, I'm just, I'm banking on the connection that him and Justin Fields have. And if what I've seen, and I know it was only preseason, it looks mm-hmm. really good. And the last time the Bears did play the Packers, I think it was at home. I think I think they are at home. Uh, they lit up the Packers secondary, uh, so I, I'm excited to see what he, what Justin Fields is able to do. Hopefully, improve from even last year. So, but I get I get your concerns with DJ Moore. I do so. Uh, so Jibs had Drake London. Uh, I mean, I kind of get it. Obviously, we don't know how to trust uh, Desmond Ritter. I think Johns, you mentioned that before too. It's just hard to touch Desmond Ritter in a matchup like this. I do expect this to be a run heavy team. Uh, for mine, it was T. Higgins against the Cleveland Browns here. And the reason is this, that T. Higgins never really does that well versus when Jamar Chase is on the field. That's been always a big thing. He's never been a guy who's always been super productive. He's always relied on a good touchdown or two to get him out of the way. And Joe Burrow is coming off that injury. He hasn't played in a while. I'm just concerned that they might try to focus on running the ball a little bit more just to kind of get Joe Burrow on his game. And... And not saying that the Browns didn't have a good defense. They had a pretty decent defense last year against wide receiver. They were top 10 against wide fantasy wide receivers last year. Um, the last time that all three of them played on the field, the Bengals' big three, it was really just Jamar Chase putting up a big game. T. Higgins probably get you 12 points, but he also could just end up having one of those just mediocre days. So uh, I could see him not finishing wide receiver 16 pretty easily. So uh, he's my bust at wide receiver this week. So. All right, John. Uh, I don't know when Jim's going to come back, but we have some wide receiver sleepers now. You have Jahan Dotson at wide receiver twenty-two. Uh, yeah. Tell us why. I didn't know. I didn't realize Jahan Dotson was that high up the list. Um, I think so. Honestly, the it's really just because I do like Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell showed me a lot in the preseason. He looked really, really good. I think he's going to be one of those more surprising quarterbacks this year. And, and the Washington commanders could be one of those surprising offenses. Um, and Terry McLaurin, he's got turf toe. He's battling with turf toe. So I don't know if he's even going to play. So, you know, I, I think that the Cardinals are easily beatable there. We can all agree. They're probably going to be the worst team in the NFL. I think Washington is going to want to come out of the gates, you know, put up some points and try and score. It's not a super high scoring game, but the points have to go somewhere. And in my opinion, it's um, probably going to go with John Dotson, who is young, explosive, is, does have a knack for the end zone. He showed it a little bit last year, you know, then battled through some injuries towards the second half of the season, but seems fully healthy. And I, I do think he is one of those guys people forget, you know, he was a first round wide receiver a year ago. So it's like, he is exactly that archetype who, bouncing into you know year two of your of your career um and could level up to a a, a stage that we didn't see coming and, and i i think it starts week one um and the fact that he's ranked wide receiver 22nd means that 
people are in on him as well. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize. He is no longer a sleeper. He is yeah, a no, no player. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Jibs obviously had Van Jefferson, and pretty obvious one here. We Great mentioned pick. Cooper Cobb being injured, obviously, and already out week one. Uh, they need someone to catch the ball. Van Jefferson can easily much just be a guy who sees eight targets and gets close to 100 yards in this game here. So uh makes pretty easy sense for him to be a sleeper. For me, Marvin Mins is my sleeper at wide receiver this week. Uh, you know, the Raiders were terrible in the secondary last year, and I don't think they really made too many improvements to give me any confidence. Jerry Judy is more likely to play now, but again, he's coming off an injury. I don't know how much he's going to be used in week one. I, I think Marvin, I don't really think, you know, I like Cortland Sutton, but I don't think he's a true number one wide receiver in my eyes for terms of targets. And I think Marvin Mims could very well be in the mix for seeing seven or eight targets in this game pretty easily. He kind of fits that role that Russell Wilson likes, the Tyler Lockett role, it's the, the stretch guy down the field. Uh, I think Marvin Mims could end up being a pretty surprise sleeper and, and shatter this 53 uh, wide receiver ranking and, and maybe finish in the top 40, top 35, uh, if I expect the Broncos to have their way against the Raiders in week one. So, that's yeah, that's a good pick. I think Marvin Mims is, is going to be an awesome player. He was um he was my wide receiver four pre-draft ranking, wide receiver four post-draft ranking. Um, and the drumbeat has just been steadily rising on this kid all camp. And so um, I believed in the talent. Uh, I and so it's fun to see that and like kind of come to fruition a little. Um, so I, I'm excited for Marvin Mims, too. I, I think he's he's set up in a great way. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, now we have some rapid-fire wide receivers. Do you start Chris Godwin and Mike Evans versus a bad Falcons secondary? Sure, I would start both of them. Oh, Vikings secondary, I'm sorry. Yep, yeah. I, would st- yeah. I would start both of them. Yeah, I would absolutely too. Michael Pittman versus the Jags? <sighs> um, I would not want to start Michael Pittman week one until I see Anthony Richardson, and then I'll – make a decision on what I want to do with Pittman going forward. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Addison. Or um, receiver. Yep. Start him. Start him. Mm, I, I would. I, I mean, I mean, I would. I, yeah. I just think that I, I just think that the 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 targets that were vacated with the loss of Adam Thielen, I think even if that, even if he gets, you know, a hundred targets as a rookie, I think Jordan Addison's electric enough and Again, being opposite Justin Jefferson really will help coverage. I, I think there could be a chance that Jordan Addison has a couple big plays throughout the year. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, I, against Tampa, Tampa Bay doesn't scare me. I would take a stab. I would take a stab there. I probably said him, but uh, Zay Flowers versus the Texans. What do you got there, John? Mm, he's one that I would probably sit um, just because it's going to be a very low over under. I don't think. Um, you know, Baltimore is going to have to throw a lot to beat Houston. So I, I just don't know. Jay Flowers is a great prospect, great player. I love him, but he's another one that like, let me get through week one, see how much they use them, see how they use them and then get a matchup where there's going to a higher over under where I think they're going to have to throw more. And then I'm comfortable putting them in. Um, I just don't know against Houston, you know, I, then I just don't think Baltimore is really going to have to, dig into their bag of tricks to beat Houston. Right, right. Uh, I, I'm actually interested to start in Zay Flowers. Still. I, I, I think that this Ravens offense is going to come out and show, hey, we can throw this ball and just to put the team on notice. But, I mean, 
I think he still leads the team. He's going to be second in targets. I think I think he can be second in targets at least. So I still like. I mean, the, I think the I think the Ravens are like a ten point favorite in this game. It's crazy. It's the biggest one of the weekend. Is it really? Uh, yeah. George Pickens, 49ers, You starting him? Yes or no? Um. No. Probably not. No, I probably wouldn't. Um, you know what's funny? I think George Pickens is getting the Gabe Davis hype of last year, and it's yeah. just gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough for people who drafted him, thinking that he was gonna be this consistent, you know, wide receiver two, three for you. I just think George Pickens is a flex play, the same yeah. way Gabe Davis is just a a good flex play. That's so. Right. So it's going to be tough, but I, I I think you drafted him at you you drafted him with the the thought that you have to start him. Um, no. But San Francisco's a shit matchup first week. <laughs> so Kenny Pickett could be seeing a lot of Nick Bosa. <laughs> yeah, I'd be sitting him for sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Finally, let's get over to these tight ends here, John. Uh, you had George Kittle in this matchup yep. we just actually just mentioned here. Why George Kittle? Um, so George Kittle, I mean, the, the new thing is he's battling an injury. So that's always sucks. And the second thing with George Kittle is when they have their full complement of pieces, George Kittle is very much a an afterthought. He just is. It's Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Samuel, Ayuk, and then Kittle. So, you know, we like I love Kittle as a player. I think he's super athletic. I, I love him. And when if Debo ever misses time or Ayuk ever misses time, Kittle's is, Kittle's great. But week one, you got your full complement of pieces. And it's like, I, I don't know. I, I, George Kittle could easily have two targets. It's like, I don't I don't want to risk that. I, I just don't. I, I think there's better options out there. I, and again, I, I, I hope people were listening to us in the offseason. We were kind of saying, if you don't get, you know, Kelsey or Andrews, like, just wait. There's there's enough other, like, late-round guys you can take a stab. You don't have to take a stab at, you know, George Kittle or Kyle Pitts or – you know, we don't, you don't have to. You can wait and get someone a little bit later and be just fine. And so uh, I hope you're not in the position, but if you drafted George Kittle, you probably feel obligated to start him, and I don't think it's going to be a good week. I respect it. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about starting him, especially with the injury concerns that he offers. Uh, I think he's a little too – I mean, most tight ends are boomer bust, but I just – I don't want to start him if I don't have to. But you're probably going to almost be forced to, but hopefully some Correct. of our sleepers might make your decision easier. Uh, Jibs obviously had Pat Firemuth, same game, kind of makes sense here. We don't know what this target share is going to be like here. I, I think you're going to have to hope for a touchdown for Firemuth to, to make his fantasy day, so I'd probably avoid that. Uh, my tight end here is Chico Quanqua versus Saints. Uh, the Saints were nasty last year against uh, tight ends here, and I don't think their defense really let up too much here. It was second-best team in the league last year, didn't allow a tight end over 50 yards, just two, two touchdowns on the season. And, yeah, uh, Chick, uh, you know, he played well at the end of the season, but I just don't know what his target share is going to be like in this offense here. DeAndre Hopkins looks like the full ready to go for this Titans team here. And Traylon Burks is back. He, he's playing. He's running rounds. He's doing things again. He's not hurt anymore. And I just don't see enough target shares in a run-first offense to, to really get him over the top. So I'm trying to avoid avoid him in this matchup here overall. So I agree. And, and beat reporters recently have been saying, you know, that Tajay Spears is a great compliment to Derrick Henry, that they finally have a competent, you know, one, two punch. It's like, they could just run this ball all day. It's like, they really, if they wanted to with Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears, you could just run it all day. That would be, that would be crazy. That would be too much, too much running. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, tight end sleepers, John, you've had Evan Ingram. Tell us why yeah. Evan Ingram. 
So Evan Ingram, really, this is just a matchup thing. I, the Colts are terrible against tight ends. Um, 12, to- 12 times last year, they gave up double-digit points to the tight end position. So, you know, and, and in the two games that Evan Ingram played against the Colts, he averaged 20.6 points uh, for fantasy. So I just think that, you know, it's just kind of a smash spot. I think that, you know, matchup's good. Evan Ingram's solid. Um, again, we just talked about guys like George Kittle and some of these other, like, high-end pieces. I would feel more – I think there's more upside to Evan Ingram's game. I know that that's without Calvin Ridley, and, and we'll see what it looks like when Calvin Ridley is obviously in the equation for target share. But Evan Ingram, to me, is still – they signed him. He performed well. I think he is a legitimate piece – to this offense, whether people want to believe it or not. Yeah, no, uh, definitely, definitely interesting to see. I think he averaged like 40 yards a game last year versus the Colts here. Uh, I mean, you, you probably drafted him as your, to be your guy. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like at this time you just have to start him, you know, tight end seven for the week. So yeah. Uh, Jibs pick Gerald Everett. Uh, again, makes sense here. Uh, Kellen Moore, new offense here has been very positive for tight ends. Uh, it's a pretty decent matchup. Miami was like fifth, allowed the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends last year. So for Gerald Everett, it, uh, I don't know why I said Rams. I'm sorry about that. He's not playing the Rams. He's playing the Dolphins. Uh, that's my fault. I thought I had it right for once. Once we <laughs> uh, okay. so, yeah, I almost got it. But uh, yeah, Gerald Everett's a good sleeper as well. Uh, for my sleeper is, is Jake Ferguson. And again, you probably didn't draft him. And if you need a Travis Kelsey replacement, this is perfect here because he probably wasn't drafted. Uh, we all know that Dak, it's not just Kellen Moore. It's also Dak just loves his tight ends. Always had at least a top 14 tight end for the most part over his seven, eight year career. Uh, and then last year, um, I mean, Jake Ferguson played the Giants one game last year and he started that game. Actually, he had three receptions for 57 yards. I know there's more weapons here around this offense here. Uh, but again, I still like Dak Prescott's ability to get to his tight end, especially in the red zone. Uh, I, I think it's worth the matchup for him to go out there. If you're looking for a sleeper, I mean, he's what sleeper 21 this week. I think he could be top 15 with the touchdown and 50 yards pretty mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Um, so I love him as a sleeper this week. So he, he's my, one of my tight ends. I like to pick up and play if you're streaming tight ends or if you're looking for Travis Kelsey replacements. All right. And then some rapid fire, little tight ends at the end here. Cole Komet, yep. not versus Chicago, but versus Green Bay. Yeah, playing him. I like Cole Komet. I do too. I like Cole, I like Cole I Komet. Like, I like his matchup. Uh, Dalton Schultz versus the Ravens. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm okay if you want to play him. I'm not thrilled about it, but I, I'm okay if you do play him. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, the rookie for the Bills. You start him in week one because he is in a talk all offseason, obviously. I do not. This, this would take a huge pair. I wouldn't just because it's a rookie tight end. Um, yeah. But I understand if you want to chase the dragon of the upside of Dalton Kincaid. I get that. But maybe not against the Jets. The Jets secondary is so good. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of talk that Dalton Kincaid is more is going to be more of a slot sort of possession in line receiver than he is a true tight end. So I get that people are excited about him, um, but probably not against the Jets week one. I might, I might, I might hold off, I might hold off my excitement. 
Oh God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not starting him in week one. Sorry guys. All <laughs> right. Uh, that is gonna, that's gonna wrap up our show tonight, guys. Uh, of course, coach Jibs, I'm sure he says win, do right, go whoever tonight, John, <laughs> anything you want to mention before we get going? Um, no, I, this has been, this is it. Everybody It's been a long off season. We're here where we are now about to embark on the NFL season. Buckle in. It's a long ride. Um, if you are, if you, if the Travis Kelsey, you know, injury news rattled your cage, then you fantasy football is probably not for you. Cause there's going to be a lot of news like that all year long. Um, so uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Tune in, subscribe to the show. Um, we'll, we'll win some championships together. Uh, and at the end yes. of the day, this is fun. We, we this is a, this should be a fun hobby and enjoy it and win week one and talk so much smack to the rest <laughs> of the league because week one win is the best. It's the best feeling. It's a good feeling to get off to a hot start. So I do agree with that. Yes. Uh, so, but again, we thank you guys for whether you tuned in live tonight, whether you're listening after the fact. We do appreciate it. Again, we'll be on every Monday and Thursday. There's going to be some special episodes in between that I'm going to do, especially for Dynasty and maybe some other things here in a general sense, more analysis. Like, uh, as always, please go subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Fantasy Coaches. We'd really appreciate it. We'd love to get the 200 by the season's over. Uh, we're going to have some short videos on there also during the, during the season here, so please check those out. And as always, if you need fantasy advice, uh, come to our live shows. Just come on, join us in like we did tonight. We did a couple yeah. things tonight. If not, use two ways you can talk to us, either on our Discord. Uh, just hit us up over on our Twitter page at the Fantasy Coaches. Uh, you can join our Discord channel. We're going to be doing some fun things with that this offseason, this season, hopefully. And if not, you can just give us a follow on Twitter at, Coach, at Coaches Fantasy, and we'll help you guys out with any fantasy starts it, waivers, trades, whatever you guys. We're here to help you guys win a championship. So uh, we thank you guys all for listening. Tune in till next time, guys. The bag is not far fed. We got a couple of clock cans. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered, it's nuts, it's legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. Listen up, Jack, I'ma head back. Back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.